to onesies a podcast of one season wonders and blunders where we have been talking about 1990s dracula the series for what feels like 42 years my name is andrew my name is emily and we are done well and as soon as this episode is done we are done emily we- will be continuing on with her solo podcast um what would what are you going to call it um there were some good possibility quotes in this one too for what you could call your thing maybe maybe into the hell mouth perhaps <laughs> a, a weekly examination of dracula the series um, okay okay i picked no. i take blame for it but this, this episode even- was fucking rad if this show had been more like this episode I don't think I would have had too many complaints. No. Okay, let's do our three things. Okay. And then, uh, and the episode is called uh, the Claws Klaus. Encounter, Klaus. Klaus Encounters of the Third Kind. No, no. interred kind. Yep, some really bad pun. And uh, is it a pun? There's no interring in this no. episode either. Nope. Okay. So it makes no sense. So my three things for this are two-fingered kiss, question mark. We'll delve into the relationship between uh, Max and his mother a little bit. Then it's the last thing I have written, face melt Ken. I just assume that's when, um, that's about Klaus. And then Doctor Who. There's a strong Doctor Who theme, I think, through this entire episode. A lot. There are a lot of things that reminded me of old doctor who and uh more contemporary doctor who okay can just drop in randomly all right so my three will be dra- uh, no, my, mm, trapped outside time mm-hmm. no locks and <laughs> you stay and explain sophie Poor Sophie got the shaft on oh, this Oh, just the shitty oh. end of the stick. Oh, Mia Kirshner's so happy this show didn't get renewed. She's so happy. Her yeah. future was shit oh, if this poor, had gotten renewed. Thing. Okay. So the episode begins with what I believe is the first shot of them driving in that car in the whole show. Well, there's there's a there's an a, an episode where um where uh the Helsing is driving the car. Yes, but this had but the, not the everybody. Whole, yeah, every the gaggle of kids. You know, and the opening is like a movie. You see the car driving down the street. You kind of see things happening inside the car, and then uh, open the door, and Chris is there in the middle of a conversation. It was it was kind of interesting that it that it was shot like that. Who directed this one? Did you pay any attention? I did, but I don't remember. Alan Croker. Oh, I don't feel like Alan Croker did a lot. So No, he did another episode of this, and I think, if I remember correctly, it was shitty. What do I know? I mean, what do we, I mean, odds. But their conversation, did you catch what it was about? Uh, Froyo versus ice cream? Yes. Yeah. Froyo versus ice cream. Yeah. And um, Sophie, Sophie loves it because they put fresh boysenberries or whatever the fuck in it. And Max is like, ew, fruit, gross, because he's an American child. And Chris was saying something about that, too. Um, but then the door to the house opens and out comes mom yeah. with some surprise news. 
She has just accepted a senior VP position in Philadelphia, and she is here to collect the boys. They are moving back to the States. I wonder if the boys had ever set foot in the United States at this point in their careers. (laughs) Um, They're Canadian folks. They're Canadian Canadian folks. Uh, And so is mom, as uh, as we can discuss later, because she's got some accent coming up. Um, But they're going to tell her. Okay, so this is kind of funny, because then she immediately runs off. To oh, meet with her replacement. To meet with her replacement, right. But um, once Sophie hears that they're leaving, she gives Chris all of her groceries to carry. She's like, here, fuck off. They're yeah. fine. You're leaving. But there is a, there is like a, a little bit of sadness, I think. There is a little bit of sadness, but it, it goes completely and utterly unexplored in the entire episode. Oh, yes, so absolutely. No, I mean, Sophie's got Jack in this episode. We, the, the two things she gets are not complimentary things no. that we can discuss later. But we then see that uh, mom's replacement is Klaus. Yes. So my note for that is mom. She's always fallen for it. And one thing I noticed, so they're talking, 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 um, the kids and mom, blah, 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 talking, talking, talking. And then you hear honk, honk. And she says, oh, that's my replacement. And they have this conversation, da 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 And, like, a full, like, three minutes later, this car pulls up. <laughs> I don't know how close you are to honking, how close you, when you are picking somebody up when you start honking. But uh, I at least wait till I'm parked. Klaus is a jackass. So yes. it is entirely possible he could have been driving next to the river honking. <laughs> Just honking at people. Get yes. out of my way. And giggling at them. And <laughs> laughing maniacally. Oh, God. What did she say dude. that he has a nice laugh? At some point, she says he has a great laugh. And I'm just like, what the? <laughs> okay. She also so says he's we... cute. So her judgment is a little off. Um, but we we discover that uh, the, the boys, well, the kids, excuse me, are going to help... Um, Gustav with a, a vampire experiment. So th- this is was exciting to me because this is the first time we see Gustav. No, the second time we see Gustav doing vampire hunting stuff besides it just lurking around. Episode twenty one <laughs> of twenty one, and it is the, the second first, time. And the first thing we see is when he's he's getting that special leaf or whatever that makes yeah. the anti vampire serum that. Lucard still has one of that never comes back. Never. Next season. Season two. It would have come back in season two. Um, okay. But I was excited S- that he was going to be doing more experimenting. Yes, except that the experiment doesn't have jack shit to do. Really. That's okay. Okay. That's, that's okay. So, I was just excited for science. Okay. Hmm, science. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yes, here's what the experiment is. Sophie has some clothes from the 20 or 30 something vampire who was lady who was grooming her. Um, Right. Um, Who then when Sophie escaped her clutches instead took one of Sophie's friends, but the one Sophie didn't like. So it didn't matter. Um, Cool. But yes. So then they take the cross of the Magyar. 
Wars, which we met in episode two, mm-hmm. and it zaps the clothes and makes them look old. Yes. And then we get something really dumb where, but though it did lead into my the trapped outside of time thing, that vampires' clothes don't age. Because vampires have them. Yeah. But what I found interesting about this scene, the most interesting, is that everybody's got something to contribute to the conversation. Like, we've, even though we've complained about how terrible everybody is, and they all have their moments, except for Chris, I think, they all have their moments of, you know, being good and doing productive things. Um, they all have something to contribute to the conversation. So again, the end of the season, they've all learned something about vampires and they're using this knowledge to come together for this experiment. Or this one experiment that they could have done in one of the first episodes. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> this episode aired on, let's see here. Oh, come on. I need, there's a reason for this being precise here, folks. Um, vampire, no, Klaus Encounters of the Interred Kind aired on... May 11th, 1991. Thank you. You're welcome. On October 4th, 1990, a book was published called Dracula Unbound by British sci-fi author Brian Aldiss. It is a sequel to his novel... Frankenstein Unbound, which came out, I think, in the 70s, and is a was made into a movie. It was Roger Corman's last directorial. Oh, effort. beautiful. Yes. Uh, in 1990, it came out, I believe, uh, starring um, John Hurt, Raul Julia, Bridget Fonda, Michael Hutchins, Jason Patrick, and Nick Brimble as the monster. I need to uh, watch this movie. You do need to watch that. It's Holy pretty baller. shit. But Dracula Unbound, the book, is about vampires existing outside of time <clears throat> thanks to quantum physics right. and things. And it's like, did somebody read that book before they wrote this episode? Because Gustav becomes convinced. Now, Gustav, mind you, is in his 60s. He's already lost a son to vampirism. His father, at least, was murdered, presumably by Dracula, in his lifetime. Possibly his grandfather in his experience, because I think he remembers going to the movies with Grandpa. Mm -hmm. So Gustav's had a lot of time to think about vampires. And it took until the last episode of his show for him to go, (laughs) maybe they exist outside of time somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is sort of my first kind of Doctor Who thing. It's like, oh, okay, uh, space and time are involved in this. I got a little excited, a little goosebumpy because I love Doctor Who. Um, and if there are any Doctor Who nerd listeners, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher some things here. I'm not a completist, but um, I got really excited about this idea, and I tried talking about it with my husband, and he had no interest. So what a loser! Well. <laughs> He can come back for your podcast, Klaus Encounters. Klaus Encounters. Oh my Klaus god. That one is just so many. Klaus Hawk Encounters. That should be our Garantwin Davies. Our, our Garantwin Davies podcast can be Klaus Encounters. What would it take for me? Um I mean if we can sell it. 
you know, <laughs> if Spotify wants to pay us $20 million to watch his entire oeuvre, we can talk. Okay, cut to dinner yes. with mom. Mom is telling them about the new man. He's very bright, little green. Mom has a very, she's talking about, talking about Klaus. She cannot keep the Canadian out of that accent. Lied to lie. She's just, it's like yeah. she'd forgotten since her last appearance that she wasn't supposed to sound as Canadian as possible. And also um, she calls Klaus cute. Uh, scrunch up my face at that notion. Um, and it's going to come back, but I beg the question, are Klaus and mom related? I drew a family tree. Oh, it might be upside, it's upside down. down. So I'm very confused. And backwards. Okay, there we go. So we've Let's got see. Gustav here and yes. his wife had Klaus. And if Eileen yes. is Gustav's niece, that would mean his his brother or sister is her yes. father or mother. And she and Klaus are kissing cousins. Didn't well. First of all, she didn't know. Mm, she should have known of Klaus's existence. You would think. You, you would think. think. Um, they're also, actually related. If and if it's not just a Uncle well, Bad Touch Klaus or Uncle Bad Touch Gustav. I thought Gustav was supposed to be her brother in the pilot, so Maybe. she definitely should have known who he was then. It's yes, it's very unclear. I think Mom was Sophie one. But when we also talk about that, we are also talking about the fact that Klaus is a man in his 30s. Gustav is a man in his 60s. How old was Gustav when Klaus was born that he was turned into a vampire when he was in his 30s? Yeah. Like, did Gustav have him when he was 15? And that's why Dracula was able to to worm his way in. Anyway, anyway. Uh, we'll get to something yeah. on those lines. But yes, so mom tells them all that she, his name is Klaus. And everybody starts coughing and passing the sauerkraut. But then mom's got to go upstairs and do some work. Yes. And this is where I noticed that Sophie does not call her Eileen or Aunt Eileen or anything. She refers to her as Miss Townsend, which is... Means there's probably a cut scene where they're like, call me Miss Townsend, you little English bitch, um, <laughs> or whatever. Okay, cut to Gustav telling everybody that he's taken some pictures mm. in Lucard's castle and there are distortions on them. We don't really see them, so we don't get a bunch of shots out of the uh, omen or whatever where, you know, they draw devil ears on the picture or whatever. But he's like, I think this means there's a break in time in that living room. Yeah, that's very Doctor Doctor Who, too. So then we cut to Matt. No, this is a very interesting shot because mom is letting herself into the boy's bedroom. Yes. And sees that Max is awake. Yeah. Chris is not there. So presumably, yes, exactly. He and Sophie are bidding farewell. Um, <laughs> Going to Pound Town. Beast with two backs. Um, so they just have some weird vampire thing going on. Also, Sophie's uh, vampire guy never came back in the nope. show. No, nope, nobody cared about him. So mom comes in and is like, are you going to be sad? And I thought, like, was, I thought it was really weird that she just kind of walked in unprompted 
like in my mind, the interaction seems more like Max is like crying mm-hmm. or he's having a nightmare or something and she hears nope. something and comes in. Nope. It was very weird that she's just coming in. Just coming in. Randomly. Just coming in. Can't do that to Chris anymore. Um, <laughs> she's like, Uncle Gustav will visit. It's fine. In a couple weeks, it's like you weren't even here. And then it's time for finger kisses. Yes. Now. So I thought it was cute and endearing, but we've not established such a good relation. Not not that I suspect that they didn't have a good relationship, but we just saw so little of mom throughout the entire thing that the finger kiss thing was just, it was weird. Like it would have been very endearing if it had been something throughout the arc of the show or something, but there was nothing leading up to this. And- they did not hug her goodnight or anything at the dinner table. And it mm-hmm. seemed like there was a, a time for that. So my note was lady was like, no, I'm not kissing those kids. <laughs> Just like, no, we're not. We're not kissing. We're Maybe not there that. was an intimacy coordinator on set. Maybe, Maybe were- she was like, <laughs> they suck. I don't want their acting to rub off. Maybe their me. mom was like, we don't want this weird lady kissing our child. I feel like it's a little late in Dracula the series to be uncomfortable with 20 and 30 something year old women uh, touching your teen and preteen children. Um, Okay. Cut to the next day. Klaus and mom are going for a walk through town. Yeah. Like you do. Especially if you're a vampire, you just go out during the day. Um, he invites her to dinner at Lucard's. She's like, and he does it very weird. He's like, I'd like to invite you for dinner at the castle of a, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, I've done business with him, but it's very strange. I can't remember what happened. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm supposed to take the kids out. To which Klaus goes, they'll understand you aren't. And she's like, I like you, Klaus. You're just like me. You go for the jugular. He's like, it's my nature or something stupid like that. Ugh. Sexy. Boring. Okay. But, um, but I thought it was weird that I, I thought it was interesting. Again, this is the first time that Sophie can remember being turned into a vampire. Presumably. I guess that, I guess that was never a point of contention. But that was never that was never made clear that she had turned into a vampire or that she knew she had been. Oh no, afterwards they have the conversation about it, right? She and Chris. But then yes, but then the mom yes. can't remember anything. But maybe it's because mom was in that sort of in-between state. Remember, we were talking about how yes. she didn't speak. She was just grunting, like making animal noises when mom turned into a vampire. But Sophie was like fully playing fucking harpsichord and shit. But she neither of them had fed. On human blood. But then all uh, it's very the vampire rules in this are yeah. not, not super. Not clear. Okay. So then we get to my no lock scene. Oh yeah. First off, is January 6th thing his way through Lucard's castle. He just we like, just cut to around. him in the middle yep. of the castle. Like it, it's not him sneaking in. It's not him opening the door. Even he's just in the castle. Suddenly, they totally could not shoot <laughs> at that gate that they were using for going into the castle. The the people who own that property are like, no man, like you're really <laughs> bringing down our property values. 
by this showing up on Canadian TV. Um, but yes, so this is actually, I mean, Bernard Barron's performance doesn't hold up the whole time, but this is this is some of his better mm-hmm. vampire hunting work in yes. this scene where he discovers if he turns the, was it the candlesticks a la Young Frankenstein? The fireplace opens a gateway to another dimension. Yeah, it's is, a wormhole. It's just a wall of light. Because it's 1991 and they did not have imagination or special effects. Um, so Lucard then appears. The first appearance of Lucard in this episode, too. Yes. Um, but first, Lucard, we still thought there was going to be something to do with time because Gustav keeps putting his watch into the thing and he's like, oh, that's not the right time. Oh, that's not the right time. Oh, yeah. it's changing. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't mean anything to anyone, yeah. dude. Like, we don't even know what time you went there. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so then Lucard appears and he's like, oh, this is the last thing you're ever going to see. Um, and then gaze upon the wonder of the wormhole. But that's not what we're going to call it. No. <laughs> call it something else in a second. <laughs> but first, mom has chris finds mom's directions to the castle with max i think i think it was max max, max but he takes it, it to yeah. chris and sophie they're gonna meet she's gonna meet klaus there at eight yeah and this is where i think max says doesn't she know klaus is seriously wacko and i was like he's a murderous vampire yeah that's a, a little bit different than seriously wacko okay <laughs> And they devise is no, I think it's later. They devise the ploy to get mom to come back, right? Yes, the the wonderful ploy. But first, we cut back <laughs> to the uh, castle. Oh, we no, we're actually it's it's Dracula the series. We're cutting right between these two. Yeah. Okay, go back to the castle where Lucard's like, "Oh, my secret has been revealed," and Gustav's like, "It's like the mouth of hell itself," and I'm like, "It's a blue wall." It's a blue down. wall. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it a hell mouth? And yes, it is actually a hell mouth. This is where the hell mouth is. So not only did they, I mean, I guess it's fair. They ripped off Dracula Unbound and a sexual predator ripped them off for his show. So um, Dracula, Lucard explains that this is a hole in the fabric of time. It is his refuge. Mm-hmm. And it's where he can go to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Now we cut back to the kids calling mom on her car phone. Oh, Max, the nineties! Remember car phones? <laughs> Max makes some noises. Oh, I have gross tummy. body noises. Gross body noises. It's like a sound effect board, right? Of sneezing. It's like it's like from uh, Ferris Bueller. That yeah. little sound effect board that he had. It's so disgusting. <laughs> but then mom's like, well, what's wrong with it? To which Sophie goes and gets a medical encyclopedia. And somehow, starting in the A's, they end up at thrombophlebesis or something. I, I didn't get it exactly. Chris calls it thrombophlebites. Ah. Which is, you know, funny. Mom says she's coming home. They're like, okay, good. We've done it. We can protect her with the cross of the Magyar. It's right there on the, oh no, it's not. Oh no. Yeah. 
That means Gustav took it, cut to the fight scene. Lucard's taunting Gustav. Man. Gustav pulls the cross of the Magyar and zaps Dracula into the pit or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Then Klaus shows up. Do Klaus... Klaus and Lucard don't have a real scene together, I guess. Uh, no, they don't. So Klaus then... He has a little uh, uh, verbal something with his father where the dad is like, I'm trying to save you. And he's like, I don't want to be saved. I want to be the greatest vampire ever. And I'm going to defeat Lucard. And I, all I need to do is go in through this wall. And he's like, you can't go into the wall. You're going to die. And he's like, I can't die, father. You doddering old man. And he's doing... Doddering clowns. old clown. Clown. Okay. Episode title. Okay. So... <laughs> So then Klaus says something like, oh, well, Dracula can emerge anywhere. Dracula uses that to emerge at their house (laughs) where he goes after the kids immediately, starting with Sophie. Let me just say something about Jordy Johnson's performance in this. I really appreciated that he was never the smooth talking vampire, the smooth talking guy just making his way amongst mortals he was evil vampire i'm going to kill you the entire time i loved it sadly he only shoves chris yeah um instead of snapping his neck uh but yes so then gustav or does no klaus takes the uh, stake from gustav and throws it into the blue wall, yes. which Dracula feels, and so it distracts him from killing Max, and so he has to leave to go investigate. Can I tell you something, though? That scene with, with Lucard and Max was legitimately scary. I think if I was a 10-year-old when watching that, I would have been genuinely afraid for Max. It was the most drama this series has ever produced. <laughs> Pretty much. Episode 21. Um, Okay. So then Dracula zaps himself out of there. Mm -hmm. Chris and Max are going to go help Gustav at the castle. But what about mom? Sophie says. Mm. To which the boys say, you say and explain it to her, Sophie. You're a girl. Did they say that? They didn't say that that exactly, I don't think. But it was implied. It was implied. Even though Sophie is the one who, most of the time, is the one who's more prepared for the vampire fights. Yes. Cut back to the castle. Klaus and... Gustav? Gustav are arguing again. I'm already dead, father. Your son is dead. But I want to bring you back, Klaus. I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. This is where the acting... Falls apart? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is where you wonder how you ever said Bernard Barons could convincingly look inside of a chimney or whatever. Um, okay, or no fireplace. Okay, so Klaus is then like, I'm going to vanquish Dracula and end your dreams of my redemption. Yeah. So then the cross zaps. No. Doesn't Klaus turns a, Klaus turns around, fangs out in. at his father. 
Yes. And then the dad, uh, Gustav grabs the cross of the Magyar right. and it zaps him back. But I think the point is that Klaus is going to attack Gustav. And well, he's going to turn him into a vampire. I mean, like, yeah. which is a choice because that would mean you were stuck with Bernard with Gustav for eternity. Like, there are no good options here no. for turning no. these people into vampires. Uh, maybe if you made him the zombies, but even then, that's okay. Gustav is devastated as Klaus has now entered the the wall. The, now, mind you, yeah. we established at the beginning of this episode that the cross was going to like zap the vampire out of shit. It doesn't do that with any of us. It's 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 just force lightning at this point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Gustav's laying. Sad. The boys run in. Again, we did not get any entry shot to the castle because. They they're not allowed it. to film there. Yeah. They're not allowed to film there anymore. Um, what's wrong, Uncle Gustav? It's Klaus, boys. He's gone forever into that hellhole. Isn't that good? Let's go home, boys. There's something I need to tell you. Presumably, Klaus is my fucking son. Yeah. Finally. But wait, it zaps it again. Max, for some reason, picks it up and points it at it, the wall, and it zaps and it zaps. zaps it. Yeah, the the cross the Magyars does not is it it just does whatever it wants to do. Uh, Klaus returns through the fireplace in all white. It brought him back to me, and then this he is, says, "Dad, yeah, do you want to play some catch? Do you want to play some some cricket? It looks like he's wearing a cricket outfit." Um, this is where I had face melt Ken because he looks like a Ken doll whose face has been melted a little bit. Um, but he's wearing he's wearing like a white white pants, a white cricket jumper. He looks like he's about to go play cricket. It's very strange, <laughs> but he's very like he has very few lines. But he seems to be happy to see his father, which is a huge character development. <laughs> yes, they embrace. They embrace Chris and Max are shocked at the dad thing, yeah. looking at each other, going, Dad. Yeah. To which Dracula then comes through the hellhole. Uh, these effects of them coming through the from the afterlife are quite bad. Um, he grabs Klaus and is like, Nah, you're never getting it back. And he starts I, pulling him in. My understanding was that he didn't realize that Klaus wasn't a vampire anymore. And that he was going to kill Klaus before Klaus killed him. So my understanding was is Dracula was going to take him and turn him back into a vampire. Oh, maybe. Um, to which my note was, holy shit, something's actually happening on this show. And again, Jordy Johnson, very few lines, but evil as hell. And I love it. So then Gustav is stricken watching them go into the hell, into the blue screen of hell. Um, <laughs> And so Max gives him the cross and says, you're going to need this. They hug and Gustav goes and jumps into the fireplace off to save his son. And here we get Max and Chris hugging, possibly for the first and only time in the show. Yeah. We then cut to mom and Sophie at home hanging up the phone. We don't know what happened, but mom is not nice to Sophie. Like this is like... Sophie is clearly an accessory here. The boys get home. Mom says, I was worried about you. And then I've got a surprise. And the boys are a little confused. And they're like, Gustav called. 
He's had to go abroad. So Sophie will be coming back to Philadelphia with us. Um, and then I couldn't really talk to him because there was a terrible connection on the line. I'm going to bed, but Uncle Gustav said that he left something for you in the cupboard. Yeah. It was in his fucking desk. It was in his, his desk. His desk is not a cupboard. <laughs> and what he left was his vampire notes, his nonsensical ramblings of Gustav. So, so I, I I don't really remember exactly what it looked like, but it was just like a book. Yeah. He's been doing vampire research for the better part of his life. Yep. One. Two. You would think he would have notes from his father, his grandfather, and it would be this massive collection of information, not just a single tome. Like, (laughs) even if it's like infinite jest and it's a thousand pages, that's not the amount of research that he should have as a vampire hunter in a family of vampire hunters. Well, also... We've also seen that he and Sophie used to do business research because they yes. were going to go after Lucard's businesses up yeah. until about episode 10 or 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's none of that. Also, why wouldn't that's not like a secret thing? Like if they're leaving and Gustav is in another dimension where he can get, you know, cell phone coverage, um, what's like they would know to bring his notes. This is not like some magic. Treat it's not like a fucking Philadelphia Steelers hat with magical fucking properties or something like <laughs> you know it's a it's a one of those beer the two beer things but it shoots holy water it's nothing it's absolutely nothing, nothing. the 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 show ends with Max looking at the notes going I don't understand this but I will and that's it that's Next it season. They would be presumably be in Philadelphia, Canada. Sophie would be living with them. Mm-hmm. They'd be Chris. doing it. They'd be, oh, maybe they joined the Mile High Club on the way to Pittsburgh or on the way to, to Philadelphia. It would, every other episode would involve Chris and another girl. Well, no, because I mean, how would they do like, I don't know what what would even the show be at that point. You're you're mom. You're keeping vamp the existence of vampires from mom. You're hoping for a would Gustav still be a regular? Like I don't know. Maybe he can find a way to contact them from that other dimension. I mean, he did. With, well, here's the other. Here's the problem with the other dimension. Dracula uses it as a refuge and then as a place to go wherever he wants in the world. Right. Which implies that whenever he was doing his teleporting power, he was using that as the gateway. Yes. You, but other but we've seen also, him. We've seen him just twirl right. and go away and then twirl and reappear somewhere else. So, but yes. maybe he's been so, able to harness it, but then other people have been doing it too. I don't know. Other people have been doing it too. So it's almost like they came up with this idea for the last episode. And then put it in. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the other interesting interesting thing is, um, I don't know if I talked about it, but maybe back at the beginning, the idea that there's that movie, The Monster Squad, that's got Van Helsing in it. And I'm somewhat convinced that they use the Dracula theme 
that John Williams did for the Frank Langella one. Mm-hmm. So like they, there's Dracula theme music. Maybe we talked about that. But the other thing to talk about with the Monster Squad is Van Helsing and Dracula are in a uh, another dimension fighting each other at the end of that movie. Cool. So it's almost not really. It's a super homophobic movie, oh. um, like intentionally, um, aggressively, and just shitty um, movie. But that's okay because that's that's how the director um, says that you treat um, treat those issues. So yeah, uh, wait, guy, would you believe it? Oh, the guy who wrote um, the Predator, the movie that had the pedophile, the uh, Shane Black's friend, the pedophile was working on it until Olivia Munn found out and was, and made a big stink. And then she got blacklisted for drawing attention to it. And they had to cut the scene of the, the pedophile who Shane Black was like, no, he's, he's cool. He's fine. It's totally normal to send pictures of your penis to 12 year olds. What are you talking about? I'm Shane Black. Um, Anyway. So, but this whole idea of Dracula and Van Helsing fighting uh eternally that was sort of in the recent uh dracula consciousness so it's like they were really making a big swing i don't think they could have done anything with it but you know yeah, yeah. it's 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 hard sci-fi for dracula the series. yeah it's like yeah again hard sci-fi. i was getting notes of doctor who throughout the whole thing girl in the fireplace the episode with uh mm. what's her name with uh i can't think of her name now i just had it in my head miles sophie sophie miles um, I was getting a lot of the uh, Eighth Doctor from the 80s, like really, again, pardon me, not my favorite era of Doctor Who, but I was getting a lot of that from from this. And again, it comes down to special effects um, and the similarities there. But it was I thought that this episode was the most um, the best, the most best, the most best of the whole season, even if yeah. it didn't, even if it messed up like. There was some. The other thing about this episode is, is it reveals that they had enough story for three hours. Yeah. And instead of just doing, you know, a Hallmark miniseries, they instead drug it out to 21 episodes. But really, you need the pilot. You need the second episode. You need mom turns into a vampire and you need Klaus. Yeah. And then you have this. And the rest I think, of it. I think the whole season could be cut into a, a 90 minute movie easily. Oh, easily. Yeah. Because these are only 22 minutes. So even yeah. if you did take six of them, you're you're pretty close. You're only at 130. So just you just cut some more Sophie out and you'd be set. Oh, poor Sophie. Yeah, poor Sophie. Though her next season would have just been shit. She would have been getting shit on by the mom. She would have been going to been forcing to force to go to baseball games. Right. There would have been tons of stuff about sports. Chris would have been hound dog in every single like extra they could find. And so she'd have like constant jealousy arcs, mom shitting on her arcs, and she'd only get Max to hang out with. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's not a great, that's not a great future. Forced to eat hoagies. Not a good, not a good thing. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Cause didn't Mia Kirshner immediately do Exotica when she turned uh, being old enough to be naked on screen? Did she? Oh, so, I love her. I should have done that. I feel like that was 94. I so should have done that. 
<laughs> well, there you go. Yo- YOLO, Emily. YOLO. 94, yes, was Exotica. Yeah, so, uh, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so next time, uh, sadly, I've just been joshing, and we are not going to be doing a scene-by-scene breakdown of Dracula the series what? until we die. Instead, we're going to be moving on to something else starting next season with a hopefully a refreshing cleanse uh you know with uh the 1983 or 83 83 Stamp spy show chess game six episodes um should be what's that word i don't really we haven't used it very often in the last 21 weeks i think the word i'm looking for is might be good yeah it might be good good. so i think the big difference and this is a a bit of a departure for us it's it's obviously it's a british television show it's granada it was on itv it's also a, a miniseries i mean it's it's a limited what we would now call a limited series right so it was intended to only be one season there are real actors in it um who are i mean terrence stamp is fucking fantastic and everything i've ever seen him in um so i'm 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 actually really excited it's gonna be i figured we should just do a good show yeah we should just do a good show i'm i'm totally game thank you so much for choosing it Ooh, they're an hour long though all right. Do you have okay. any <laughs> final thoughts? No. Thank you all for series? listening to this uh, very long season. Thank you for bearing with us. And Andrew, thank you for bearing with me during this process of watching Dracula the series. This and is, go ahead. This is my fault. I'm the one who told you of this show's existence. I know. It's not like I might have put it on the list as a joke, but yes, you are the one who picked it. <laughs> but before that. That's the last time you're going to be doing <laughs> That's the last time you're going to be making any jokes like that. (laughs) Because I will dig in and I will make you watch it. Okay, Andrew, next week, see you in television land. See you in television land, Emily. All right. 